0: I wanted to do another episode of more things that everyone gets wrong about the environment. When I say more, I'm referring to my second TEDx talk, which was I recommend going to watch it. It's about what everybody gets wrong about the environment. At the time, I was talking about one thing, which was that everybody anticipates that acting on their environmental values, that doing things sustainably is going to be a burden, a chore, and so they don't want to do it. And in my experience, my experience and all the people that I walk through on my podcast, that when they actually do it based on their reasons, they enjoy it if people got that they would enjoy it, they would do more of it. That to me is a major thing that everybody gets wrong about the environment, this anticipation. So since then, there've been a bunch more other things. So I got seven other things I want to tell about that thi- that people get wrong about the environment, in my opinion. I don't know if there's some absolute here. But one thing is everybody seems to see the villain as like the problem. What's the source of the problem? Why is this happening? A lot of times they think it's nature, meaning carbon dioxide or methane or processes that we aren't in control of that they think it's nature or they think it's government or they think that government should be the solution and if it's not then it's a problem or corporations in my estimation the causes of all these things are it's our behavior but actually prior to our behavior we don't behave out of nothing out of nowhere it's our beliefs to some extent the systems that are around us that kind of compel us to act within those systems but it's our beliefs beliefs like if I act but no one else does then what I do doesn't matter or these little things are so small they're not worth doing, but these big things are so big it's too much for me to do. These beliefs that drive our behavior to keep emitting greenhouse gases, uh, mercury, and dioxin, and things like that—that that to me is the cause. Our beliefs, and if we change those beliefs to you know any belief that has in it what I do doesn't matter—I think you probably want to change that belief. So if we change our beliefs to what I do does matter, oh, what I do can affect all of the earth and. I can make a, a difference about that. I think changing those beliefs, that's where to look for solutions. The next thing that everybody gets wrong about the environment, uh, when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody. I hope people aren't taking me literally at this stuff because it's very easy for people to come back and say, Josh, you didn't understand, blah, blah, Okay, I'm, I'm speaking loosely here, but I hope you get the general idea. So the second thing is the solution. A lot of people, it seems like the main place people look for solutions are technology. Like if we could just get some, I don't know, bacteria that will digest plastic, Problem solved. Or something that will take carbon dioxide out of the air and put it in the ground. Or markets. Where where does the technology come from? Markets. They drive innovation. Innovation is another thing. People anticipate that technology, markets, innovation, growth, that those things are solutions. In my experience, they drive the problem more. More technology correlates with more emissions, more pollution. Markets and innovation create more technology, creating more of these things. I'm not saying technology can't be part of the answer, but... What I think is more of a solution is changing the beliefs. If we change our beliefs and our goals, our beliefs of growth and externalizing costs, if we change those to stewardship and enjoying what we have, taking responsibility for how our behavior affects others, then technology can work. But right now, technology drives the system that we have, which is creating pollution. The next thing that people seem to get wrong, in reduce, reuse, recycle, people across the board forget about the reduce- they do a little bit of reuse and they jump whole hog into recycling. They act as if recycling is the answer. It only helps as part of reduce when you can't reduce, which means not growing. There's been no study that shows that recycling plastic reduces its virgin production. You know who loves recycling? Coca-Cola and Starbucks. Why? Because it drives more sales. It drives more growth. Growth leading to what? More pollution. So recycling is a last resort. I recommend looking at it as more like just barely different than throwing stuff away. I mean, by the time you get the the thing that could be recycled, it's the manufacturer of the thing that where most of the problem comes from. So if you recycle it, let's say it goes back into reuse. You're still using more energy and more resources to recycle that thing, and you got to make other things. I don't see recycling as a great solution. Another thing that everybody gets wrong, as far as I can tell, is how solving feels. I guess I referred to this before. People expect that acting by their environmental values, that acting sustainably will be a chore, deprivation, sacrifice. In my experience, it's a part of being something greater than yourself, something greater than all of us. This is one of the great human experiences, one of the great human feelings, is to do something in service of others. And it doesn't even have to be selfless, because it feels great. It simplifies life. It, to me, it's applying what Viktor Frankl, I don't know if you've read Men's Search for Meaning, but he lived... In Auschwitz, he was a prisoner of the Nazis, and his life was about bliss and love. Now, he was tortured. For us, it's a matter of spending time with your family instead of going out to some distant place. It's eating home-cooked meals. This is not deprivation or sacrifice. This is really joy. This is community. It's connection. It's joy. All right, the next thing that everybody seems to get wrong, again, not everybody, what people seem to get wrong, is that how to lead people, how to lead others, how to lead organizations, to solve this stuff. As far as I can tell, people think that the the solution, the path, the the way to lead is to spread facts and figures and doom and gloom and blame, because that's what people keep doing. They keep saying, did you know that? And then they spout off some statistics. Well, the statistics may be accurate. I don't disagree with them. Accuracy doesn't translate necessarily into action. What will solve things is not people knowing more. I mean, when you look at giving people facts and figures of doom and gloom, it often makes them feel confused or even shame, and they tend to not want to listen to more. Oh, I've heard that before. And in my experience, actually, let me change that a little bit. When someone has already decided to change and they're changing, then facts help. So if someone really wants to, if someone comes to me and says, did you know, and some fact that I didn't know about, oftentimes I'll think, oh, let me take that into account and do something. But for people who aren't already acting, In my experience, telling people facts puts them off. They're like, I know already. I'm doing what I can. It's not starting from where they are. It's not working with their emotions, finding out what they care about. People usually spread facts for themselves. It's more something like venting than leading others. Now, you might think, but I want to get people moving. We have to move fast. Well, there's how fast you want them to move, but there's also, I believe, there's the fastest they can possibly move. People don't change their opinions and behavior overnight. I mean some do, but in general it takes a certain amount of time. And I think you have to work with that time. It may be not as fast as you want, but as fast as they'll move seems to be the fastest you can go. The next thing that I think I see people getting wrong about the environment is that I thought people maybe this is me getting it wrong. I thought people really wanted to try. I thought that they thought there's a there's an issue here. There are big problems with the environment I want to help solve them. I will do maybe not everything, but I want to work hard. Like, to me, think of, to me, I think of people who acted during civil rights in the 50s and 60s. I've never met someone who, say, went to jail for someone else's freedom. I'm confident that if I spoke to one of them, that they would tell me that that was one of the best experiences that they had of their life. They went to jail for someone else's freedom. Today, we're not talking about going to jail. It's missing Machu Picchu. It's cooking at home. It's finishing the vegetables in your fridge instead of getting more takeout. I thought people wanted that. I thought that people were chomping at the bit to, to lead, to be at the forefront of this, to be able to look back from some future time and say, I was at the forefront of that. I was at the vanguard. When it changed, I was making that change. Well, I don't know, for better or for worse, it seems people want to be led. People want someone else to take the lead so that they can follow, so that they can do what other people have already done all right, I guess that was my mistake. I guess it only says they say that something like 10% of the population has to change for the rest of the population to flip. So maybe that tempers it. Not everyone has to be a leader, but I thought more people wanted to. Okay, morality and ethics. As far as I can tell, everybody is doing what they consider best and right. That includes the CEO of Exxon. That includes the CEO of Monsanto. It includes everyone. I think that Based on what they know, based on their history, I think people are doing the best that they can. Maybe they don't know what's going on or maybe they're interpreting it differently, but I think that they think what they're doing is best. Maybe that's ignorance, but it's not evil. And I think a lot of people look at, say, fossil fuel executives, people in the fossil fuel industry, and they say they're doing something bad. They're doing something evil. They should change. They're putting profit over the health of people and wildlife and the the planet. But I don't, I can't, I just don't see them as, deliberately hurting others. And for that matter, the people who say that, across the board, they tend to be polluting more than I do. And if I were to say to them, well, what about you? You're polluting more than I am. Are you evil relative to me? I don't really say that. I mean, sometimes I do, and they come back with, no! They, you have to understand. My family, I have to travel, and you know, they have all these reasons that they don't afford these other people these reasons. So I think that people see this as a moral issue, and they see others as being more evil than them, or more bad than them, but that they themselves, if they give the others the same benefit of the doubt that they give themselves, then I think that they wouldn't see these others as evil. And if someone called them evil, I think that they would disengage from that person and stop listening to them because they think, "I'm not evil. If you think I'm evil, you don't understand me. I'm not going to listen to you. And I think that's what happens with others. To review a few things that I see people getting wrong about the environment or people getting seen differently than I do at least. The first one was who the villain is. It's not nature, government or corporations. It's our beliefs. It's the beliefs that keep us from changing the systems and keep us going this way. Next, what's the solution? I think a lot of people look to technology, to markets, to innovation, to growth. But I think changing those beliefs is the big thing. Once you change those beliefs, then technology, innovation, and the market. If we're not driving a system based on growth and externalizing costs, which causes pollution, then I'm a big fan of technology and market innovation. But that's not where we are. Okay. Next one was reduce, reuse, recycle. People love recycling. I see recycling as a marginal benefit, but actually the way it's used to drive more growth, I think it's counterproductive. Next, how people expect solving these things will feel. I think people think it's going to be a chore, deprivation, sacrifice. They don't want to do it because of that. They'd rather just live their lives. I don't think that they anticipate that once they do it, they'll wish they'd done it earlier. They're going to love the experience. Next, how to lead. As far as I can tell, people go with facts and figures and doom and gloom and guilt and, um, and blame In my experience, identifying what the individual cares about, connecting that passion to action and starting where they are. Next, I thought this was maybe me being wrong. I thought people really wanted to try. They really wanted to be at the forefront of, yes, there will be challenges, but the challenges will be rewarding. I thought people are looking forward to that. But it seems people don't really want that. It seems that they want others to lead. And once the law changes, once other people do it, then I'll do it. And last, I think a lot of people see others as behaving evilly, evilly, evil in an evil way, or bad, or wrong. But I think others, at most ignorant, which means I have to accept that I might be ignorant, there might be things that I don't get. I could be wrong. Those are a few other things that I see differently than others, and changing the view to the ways I described, I think makes acting more appealing, it's more fun, it's more joy, community, and connection.